Syracuse football is 5-0, and oh, but this season, not yet a success. That's my take. Uh, we'll discuss that, maybe some more, on today's podcast. It's Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on Thursday morning. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Owen and I both amped for this episode, partly because Aaron Judge just hit 61 at the time of recording, partly because we get to talk. Syracuse football again, Owen. Whoop, Whoop indeed. Whoop. Uh, SU potentially five and zero after this week. I don't know if I said five and zero before. They're not currently five and zero. They're four and zero, but pretty much gonna be five and zero. I mean, if they lost to Wagner, the sky would be falling. But that's kind of what we're talking about today. Is this season already considered a success just because of where expectations were? preseason to where that they are now um that question is a little bit uh packed but at the same time you could answer it with a couple words uh i'm gonna opt not to do that and instead say remember preseason when this schedule even first came out so basketball season is back in may or april or whenever it came out and everyone was looking at the schedule saying i don't know if we can point out more than two wins those wins obviously being Wagner and UConn. That came out of plenty of people's mouths when they looked at the schedule. Definitely a tougher tougher schedule than they had last year. Um, and, you know, it wasn't it wasn't outlandish to say that back then. But now with what we know, uh, that Syracuse is just kind of a juggernaut through the first five weeks and maybe not the prettiest team out there, but one that wins games – they have just skyrocketed uh, expectations and the potential for this team is through the roof. Uh, so, Owen, do you believe this to already be a successful season for SU football, despite there only being four wins on the docket? So I, I'm going to have a little bit of an extended answer here. I think, yes, this is a successful season at this point in time. My thing with success and measuring it, though, right now, is that success is consistently changing, and that level of success is almost fluid, if you will. Uh, I, I think it's something that continues to change and adjusts and adapts based on you know the current environment, the things that are going on in the program, the things that are going on uh, in terms of shifting expectations. Right? If you get and say this incredible job, family life is amazing, perfection, right? Everything is outstanding. You might be seen as successful. Say the next day. You quit your job, you say goodbye to your family, you never talk to anyone again, you sit on the couch and do nothing, you're no longer successful, right? So even though right now I am seeing Syracuse as a success in terms of this season, that can still shift. Like it has to be sustained. There's still more that you have to see for this to be an overall successful season. Right now, I'm saying 4-0, and theoretically 5-0 and is 100% a successful season, but is a successful season thus far. 
there is still a lot that can happen, a lot that needs to happen for the entire season to be deemed a success. Even if I will go, you know, hand up. I think we were talking about this off the air yesterday. I had them going four and eight on the year. You had them going five and seven on the year. Uh, in terms of my mind, they're at their four wins already. So I have to say this is a success in that they're doing better than I thought. But right now, the success metric is shifting. And there's now more that needs to happen for this to be a full successful season, given the fact that after you start 4-0 and and probably get to 5-0, and your expectations have to shift. And that way, the success metric and what defines success will shift as well. Yeah, and the season has been full of plenty of surprises. Um, you know, nobody expected them to win four games, let alone beat Purdue, beat Louisville game one. I mean, it's been yeah. a lot of surprises so far. Not all surprises that have been good. Another surprise has been that Sean Tucker doesn't look as sharp as we all thought he might be. Uh, yeah. His 3.6 yards per carry are down from last year. I mean, the guy was an animal last year rushing at 6.1 yards per carry, which is just an obnoxious number. Like, about, he was yeah. so good every time he touched the ball. Um, but also, it's early in the season, so we don't know. Another surprise that was good is Schrader has been better despite the last couple of games where he looked worse than he did in the first couple. Um, but still, he's been good or, or at least better overall in the defense. I don't know if that's surprised anybody. They've all been fantastic, and I think a lot of people expected them to be. But my next question kind of stems off of what you just said and about our preseason expectations for this team. You said four and eight. I said five and seven. Say they win tomorrow or win this week's game. They enter next week five and oh. And then, like we all know, they hit a huge gauntlet. They go number 10 NC State at home, two number five Clemson on the road, back home against Notre Dame, then back out against number 24 Pittsburgh. Then they come back to host number 23 Florida State. Then they go back out to host. Uh, number 22, Wake Forest. That's a crazy six-game stretch that we've covered before. But yeah. say they win, say they lose every single one of those games, hypothetically. They go 0-6 in that stretch, and they are 5-6 and heading into the final game. That's not out of the cards. Do I think it's going to happen? They probably get a win somewhere in there. But it could. they could go 0-6. Correct. How much of a disappointment would the season be then? Because beginning of the year, that's kind of what everybody expected. But now you've gone four and zero, probably five and zero. Are you? And then you go zero and six. Where? How are people going to be thinking about Dino Babers? Where's his job security going to be? Probably fine, but in the eyes of the fans, the the court of public opinion, I bet they're going to be calling for it. And if they if they go if they lose their last seven and they lose that game to Boston College and they don't make a bowl game, how are people going to feel? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it, it is something because of how re – it's not entirely realistic, but how feasible, I guess I will say. Uh, like, if you told me that they go 0-6 in the next six games, I would I, I could believe you is what I'm getting at with that. Like, it's not something that is outlandish to think could possibly happen. Uh, and that is why I, I think it's a really worthwhile conversation to have right now because – if they get to five and six after starting five and zero, oh, then I think we definitely redefine this from being a successful season uh, because of the opportunity that was there and the chances that 
that this was to be, you know, that return season that, you know, come to prominence ish again type year where you're, you know, in the upper portion of the ACC uh, and, and you are competitive in these games. I think it, in terms of, you know, a success metric, you, you cannot be five and six and call this a successful season. So even though right now, very much on the, this is a successful year so far that they're on the track for success, uh, it can shift. And I would, I would very much look back on this and say that I, I stand with what I said at the time that right now this has been successful, but it is not a successful year if you are at five and six. Uh, and now that I'm talking, I, I feel like, did I miss the question as a whole? No, I, I think oh, okay. you hit it. I, I, I was talking, I, I wasn't exactly sure. I'm still <laughs> an Aaron judge at 61 mode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think when all is said and done, like you, you need a win in that stretch. Uh, and realistically one win in that stretch. Well, if they're a real like, team, if they're a real it, team, they win one of those, at least like one or two of those games. Right? I was going to say, like, if you are legitimately the 30th best team in the country, which is where the AP poll has you right now, if you're legitimately the 30th best team in the country, you should win two of those six games. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. And you probably have to win that Notre Dame game. And people are going to say, oh, Notre Dame, you know, like they might be bad, but Syracuse is still going to get killed by them. Um, I don't know. That's I, a litmus I'm game. I'm not worried about Notre Dame. I'm really that, not worried that... about Notre Dame right now. No, but I mean, that is because of the way Notre Dame has played this year, like that is going to be a very telling game. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're going to play them tough hundred yeah. percent. Um, but I, I, of those games, they're the word, they're the least one I'm worried about of those, that six game stretch, excluding Boston college at the end. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Uh, and then we will continue this conversation. But first let me tell you about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info. This season, Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. That's a great graphic Bet online gave us. Um, That's where the game starts. It's true. Uh, shout out to commenter Noah Searson, by the way, for asking a question like this. Um, he basically asked in our comments uh, about assuming if they fall short of eight wins, is that disappointing? Um, so we'll answer your question, friend of the pot. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give my answer now. And first I'll say that I think I'm going to say if they go 5 and 7, it would be a different reaction if they went 5 and 7 like they did last year and yeah. they won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game. I think people are going to be way more angry if they lose out right now. Yeah. After the Wagner game. Say they win the Wagner game, I'm my head is already past the Wagner game. In my head, they've already won it, um, which isn't a good place to be. That's trap game territory. Anyway, um, say they win the Wagner game and then they lose seven. I think the fans are more angry then 
than if they won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game, and ended up going five and seven that way. I think it is a disappointment and it is a failure if you go five and seven either way. And, and people were coming into this season saying Dino's got to go if they don't make to a bowl game. People came into last year saying that and the year before that saying that. So there, that's the the situation you're in. If you're Dino Babers, you know that he he knows he has to make a bowl game. Uh, and FBI says Syracuse is a 99% chance, but at the same time, you look at that six game stretch and you're like, I don't know, they could lose every one of those games. Yeah. Like it's not like they have, you know, John Elway quarterback here. <laughs> like that. Like the story is that Syracuse played two solid games, one against UConn, and then limped through a game against Purdue uh, that they won thanks to a lot of calls and some luck and then a really nice play at the end and then just barely got through a Virginia game even tighter than the Purdue game. So you've basically got a cupcake game and a bye and Mm -hmm. we're going to really find, like I said, I thought week four would tell us and week three would tell us who Syracuse is. And um, maybe I was right about that. Maybe I was wrong. Now I kind of believe that it will be uh, the game against NC State that tells us who they are. And, and really, yeah. if they come out in that game firing and, and they're a respectable team, then we're like, okay, they're real. And if not, then they're the old, same old Syracuse. Yeah, this is – it really is. Like every game in the next six weeks I, – I am speaking past Wagner and come at me if they lose. I don't think anyone would – fault me for going past Wagner right now but every game in the next six weeks is going to tell you something about Syracuse football good or bad uh, it will be incredibly telling of what this team is what they're made of you know is this scheme legit is you know the the offense that Robert and I and and has in place is that as legit as we think it might be or is Syracuse you know the beneficiaries of playing two of their three weakest ACC opponents in the first four weeks. Uh, And then having a UConn in there and a Purdue team that is maybe good, maybe not good. Uh, Is Syracuse just a virtue of they played, you know, the easiest four games on their five games on their schedule in the first five weeks. And then when they played a real team, it's not going to work. But this NC State game will tell me a lot. I don't think, you know, if Syracuse loses by two scores to NC State, fine. I don't think that puts me – in a different spot than I do right now. I think, you know, Syracuse football should lose to a presumed, uh, maybe they lose to Clemson, they dip down top 15 team. I, I don't think I'm astonished or surprised or baffled, barring, you know, the ugliest two touchdown game ever uh, in terms of Syracuse. Like, I, I think that that's fine. But I think that, you know, when you follow that up and you then play Clemson, like, can you build and can you continue to grow and improve? I always think, and now I'm I'm all over the place today. I apologize, uh, but I, I think back to sort of preseason when Dino was talking about how this is the first time that they're going to play Louisville at full strength with a healthy team and everyone's there and everyone's ready. This is a team that, as we've talked about, has lost four starters through four weeks, and they've played the easy portion of their schedule. They are going to be playing against dogs and far better recruits, far bigger players, far stronger players. This is a team that really cannot afford to get banged up anymore, uh, which which makes this an even more difficult task 
and, and I think that you really have to look at what are they able to do in this stretch. And one of the biggest things, and it seems obvious, but their health is a massive factor in their ability to either go winless in this stretch or sneak a game in this stretch or win two games in that stretch or even do a little bit more. Health is going to be absolutely paramount as a deciding factor in Syracuse's ability to possibly win these games, but at the least stay competitive and stay involved in these football games. Yeah, I think we're going to hear a lot from Dino uh, towards the end of that stretch and even at the beginning before they get into it about how grueling it is going to be and then about how grueling it was uh, when it's over. Because uh, And he'll be right about that. He'll probably have some crazy analogy about how the cake was baked or something. Um, But he's going to be right. I mean, those six games are going to be tough, man. Uh, and Syracuse yeah. is going to be going through the ringer on that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, well, can we let's do a little predict your analogy right now? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> predict my analogy. Predict well, your it's analogy. impossible to predict an analogy. I'd have to like he, he thinks of the craziest things. What was the one he said last? Right week? now, the recurring one is the train has left the station. We can't train get anyone else station. on. He does like trainees left the station. So yeah, he's, I mean, he's that a couple if times we didn't hear about the train again throughout the rest of the season, I'd kind of be shook. So maybe through the rest of that, he's going to be like, you know, it's a train and you got to put more coal in the engine. And that's what we're doing right now. Like, I bet you we get one of those from him. If yeah. Any. Oh God. I'll stay. Let me, we will stay on the cake train that you just talked about and we'll throw a train in there, I guess as well. Uh, you know, sometimes you're you're baking a cake and it calls for a stick of butter and all you have is oil. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, it's gonna be but something that like oil that. works. It works. <laughs> and sometimes you're gonna throw some applesauce in there. There's that healthy uh, the healthy recipe that you might be trying at home. And then he'll look at Nate, right? Nate and be like, "I know you like that, Nate." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right. Sometimes you don't have you any want butter to... in the fridge. We're not going to it... the store. Regardless of if you like Dino as a coach or not, I love the guy as a dude. I think he's awesome. There's I think he's no fantastic. telling what analogy will come out next. Uh, huh, but that's pretty much my take on that. Might have to go for a short episode today. I do want to shout out another uh, commenter before we do who was asking for shorter episodes. Not because he didn't <laughs> like them, but hold on. I got to find him. Uh, More manageable chunks. He said, hey, guys, I like your podcast and find them better and more informed than other SU sports attempts that have been made. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Appreciate that. that. He said, my problem is finding time to listen to half an hour one sitting. Could you do three tens or two 15 shows? Well, Swamp Fox 15, this is for you. We're not exactly giving you what you want, but we are going to give you a 20-minute episode, uh, which is usually what we give or around them, a little bit shorter. Uh, you got something leave, on before you want to leave? Before we leave, what would you say, what record constitutes a successful season after a 5-0 and start? Given the schedule, given everything, what record would you say you would end this season, given the way this year has started, what record would you say this was a successful season? Honestly, if they make a bowl game at this point, it's on the way to success, and that's enough for me. Okay. I want seven. Take it one year at a time. Seven and five. Seven and five. I'd like that. Seven and five. I don't care if you win or lose a bowl game, Uh, but I think seven and five would be cool. All right. Well, you know what else would be cool? If you made Lockdown ACC your second listen after you made this 
your first listen. Thanks for making it your first listen, by the way. Go listen to Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown ACC. They take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. We're back tomorrow to preview Syracuse v. Wagner uh, inside the Dome on Saturday. We'll see you then. Peace.